ours to protect. Brought to you by KCLOR, the IBI, and funded by Commission Amman with a television license fee. Check out ours to protect.ie for more information. This week on Ours to Protect, we're joined by community-based horticulturalist and environmental educator Dee Sewell. Dee, is that a fair representation of the work that you do? Yeah, I think it is, actually. I um, yeah, I work with community groups uh, in education uh, primarily, but also some design and mentoring and consultancy. And although it's primarily horticulture, I'm an organic grower, so everything to do with food, really, and uh gardening and horticulture all funnels into that environmental piece too. Where did your love of the environment come from? Gosh, uh, I've had it years actually. Um, Since I was a young teenager, kind of growing up in the early 80s, I think that was just at the time when um, Jonathan Porritt, who's an environmentalist in the UK and Greenpeace Friends of the Earth were just kind of really starting to be heard of. And it it just spoke to me. We were just starting to get information about climate and the ozone layer and whaling and rainforest. And I just heard this and thought, gosh, I need to try and do something to protect it. So that was where it all began way back. And it's carried on since, really. Did you feel like a voice in the wilderness at times in the past? Oh, yes. Yeah, definitely. And... You just feel like you're hearing the stories. And of course, we hear a lot more stories now with social media, but you kind of hear the stories and and, and the successes as well. I mean, we managed to mostly sort out the ozone layer, but um, yeah, you do. You know, you kind of, I was banging away recycling and things and lots of people I knew weren't. And and it was kind of, how how can we try and educate people that this is important? You know, we only have the one planet. We need to look after it. It must almost feel like a double-edged sword in some ways then to to see this, because I, I do think that there is certainly a huge push or certainly we're hearing an awful lot more about environmentalism. But then we've had all of these years to actually take action and to do something and to make change. And we're almost too late. Yeah, that's very frustrating because it's my age group. that You know, the people who are the politicians are my age group. It's like, why have they not done anything? I've heard this science. They've heard the science. Why has it been so difficult to to actually make the changes and to listen to the scientists and to yeah just to get the work done that needs to be done? It, it can be frustrating, yeah, but it, it, it's happening now, and I suppose better late than never. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about Greenside Up then. So Greenside Up, I suppose, um, as I said, I I work primarily in uh, with community groups and really educating in food. I began really with, I have a passion for food and food growing. I felt, I started Greenside Up in 2009 and it was really with the idea of helping people to grow food. I felt we were, um, it was a life skill that we'd lost, we were losing and I was just concerned. I suppose I've I've always kind of, or certainly in later years, I've been thinking about food security and how we're not food secure that really came to my mind during some of these winter storms we've had when roads have been cut off and suddenly, you know, there's no bread in the supermarkets. And you think, crikey, it doesn't take much for our food to, to disappear from the supermarkets. And just how reliant we are on shops to provide food for us, we should be able to at least 
try and produce some food for ourselves. So that's where it all began. We've come a, a long way, I think, in Ireland from where we were 50 years ago, where the majority of our food production it would have been done on our own farms and our own land holdings and things like that. We baked our bread and certainly I feel like we've made a massive jump from that kind of traditional culture to where we are now. Most households, I would say, are almost 100% reliant on shops. Oh, totally. And I mean, these days, I think the figures are now only 1% of farming in Ireland is veg growing. So we're importing all of our veg. We import pretty much all our potatoes. You know, I challenge anyone to, people I work with, anyone, next time you're in a supermarket, just look at where the food is coming from. And there's very, very little coming from Irish um, suppliers. And it's quite alarming. Yeah, it's staggering really when we're in agricultural or we're known for our agriculture. Yeah, it is. And... And I, I'm not sure why. I know I, I did some pieces of work with a nursing home a few years ago and I, I kind of went in all the hedge and food and they were like, no, this is work. They just associated with stone picking in the fields. They wanted to do flowers and pretty things. So I don't know if it stems from that. It, I mean, it's not easy, veg growing. It, it does need work. It needs hands in the field and hands in the gardens. And we have kind of gone very indoors, haven't we, over the... We have. We've probably become time poor as well with the majority of households yeah. having two parents working and all of those sorts of things. But listen, what's your hope for the future of the planet? Well, I hope we sort it out. <laughs> I hope we can uh, get a handle on it before it gets too out of control. I mean, we're already seeing now, particularly this year, you know, around the world, the heat, the extremes of the temperatures. If we can even just put a halt to that, that will be a start. I guess, or I really hope the politicians can talk to each other and not fight about this and, and help us achieve the goals, the climate goals. Lastly, can I just ask you, Dee, is there a real interest amongst members of the public in looking at how we can make individual changes? Yeah, there is, definitely. I give talks in that regard as well and people want to know what they can do, definitely. And I think that's only growing. And the more we're hearing... Um, as it starts to become known on, you know, on media, on radio, print, uh, TV, that will raise more awareness and people will then start to understand the seriousness of it. But yeah, for sure, um, people are asking me, what can we do? I'm involved with Carlo Environmental Network and we've had a few events and, and each event people have said, what can we do? They want to help. They want to do something. They want to feel empowered. I think it's going to be a multi-pronged approach. I don't think it's going to be just down to the politicians, just down to business. It's all of us are going to have to make changes needed. If people want to find out some more information, Dee, where can they find you? So my website is queensideup.ie. Um, I'm on most of the social media channels and yeah, all the links are from there. Dee, thank you so much for your time this morning. Ours to Protect is funded by Commission Le Mans with a television licence fee and is a partnership between KCLR and the Independent Broadcasters of Ireland. Check out ourstoprotect.ie for more information.